0: Hare Krishna, a warm welcome to all of you for today's Gita Live session. The topic is very interesting. The topic is, who is pulling my strings? Do we have some kind of a feeling that we are being controlled by someone? We are not completely free to do whatever we like doing we are not free to make the choices which we intend to make many times we know that i should not be doing this but still i end up doing it many times we set up an alarm i will get up at 4 am in the morning or whatever time we decide and then there's some force which keeps us in the bed and we keep pressing the snooze button. So what is controlling us? Why are we not free to make the choices which we have thought that we should be making? So, today's session is all about that. Are we being controlled? Who is controlling us? And through what? So, before we get into the discussion, let's have some prayers. Request all of you to join me in offering the prayers. We'll pray together. You can also fold your hands and after this we'll jump into the discussion. So, please join me. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishnaya Bhutale Shrima bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisheshashunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Sadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya NAMNE GAURATUSHE NAMAHA NAMO BRAHMANE DEVAYA GO BRAHMANE HITAYACHA JAGADHITAYA KRISHNAYA GOVINDAYA NAMO NAMAHA HE KRISHNA KARUNA Sindhu Dinabandhu JAGADPATE गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तब्त कांचन गोरांगी राधे ब्रिंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानु सुते देवी प्रणामामि हरि प्रिये वांचा कल्पतरु भैष्चा kripa sindhu evacha Patitanam-bhavnebhyo, Vaishna-vebhyo, Namo-namaha, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Just like you take a magnetic needle, if you put that needle in a magnetic field, which is emanating from magnets, that needle helplessly gets aligned according to the field. In other words, the needle is being controlled by the field. So, is there something which is controlling us? Is there is some force which is binding us? Which is forcing us at times to do wrong things? In fact, Arjuna asked this question to Lord Shri Krishna. Why is it that sometimes much against our wish, all of us might have experience of this, much against our wish, we end up doing things which we later on regret. We know that we should not be doing, we know that I should not be eating these things, we have made resolutions, but still we end up doing it. So Arjuna asked Krishna, what is that force? Much against my wish, I end up doing something. What is that force? So today we are going to discuss in detail, what is that force, what is that energy, just like the magnetic field which makes the needle, loses its individuality and helplessly gets aligned according to the field, what is that force. So, like we have been doing, we will cover three aspects. The first aspect is, please make a note of it, why so many varieties? We see around us, people with different natures, different behavior, different temperaments, different attitude. Some people are very, very short tempered. Some people are very calm, composed, peaceful, contented. Why? Sometimes we see differences within a particular family itself. It's not that, okay, Indians behave in a particular way, African behaves in another way. Within the same family, two children, they behave completely differently. Why? Same parents, same upbringing, same environment, but still the behavior is different. We see a lot of variety in this world. Some people are very cruel. Some people are very kind-hearted, very gentle, very mild, very timid. Some people are very bold, outrageous. They don't mind hurting people. They pass sarcastic remarks recklessly, without caring for others' feelings. There's a lot of variety. How does this variety come about? In fact, Krishna says that I am equal to everyone. We all are sons, part and parcels, but we see this lot of disparity. So, this disparity comes about because of a force, something which is acting on us, acting on our consciousness. And this force, Krishna, in the Bhagavad Gita talks about the gunas. Gunas means rope. Just like a rope, if you have to bind someone, we end up using a rope, although we can bind a person through various ways. And this rope has generally strands and typically a rope is made of three strands which are intertwined. And that rope can in turn be further intertwined to make a thicker rope and like how you can have ropes of different thickness. So, just like a rope is made of three strands, likewise, we can consider that we all are bound in this world with gunas. Gunas are ropes, modes of material nature. Gunas are also called modes of material nature. This material energy, maya, acts on us through these gunas. And we all know, I am sure as Indians, we all have heard about Sattva Guna, Rajaguna and Tamaguna. Sattva Guna is mode of goodness. Rajaguna is mode of passion. And Tamaguna is mode of ignorance. So all of us are influenced by the modes. Unlike a pure devotee, Shuddha Sattva, he has transcended the modes, he has come out of the clutches of the modes. Like Narada Muni, like Prabhupada, like exalted Acharyas, they are not under the grip of modes. We all are. We all are behaving differently, having different attitudes, having different temperament, because of the modes influence us, influencing us. I am sure all of us are aware that when we do color printing, four color printing, we all see beautiful calendars, brochures, very colorful. Actually, if you go to a printing press, they only use four inks in the printing press to produce those uh, prints. And if you use a magnifying glass, and you see that picture four color image, although it looks very seamless with lot of gradients, lot of colors, different shades, but actually if you use a magnifying glass, you can do that if you have a magnifying glass, you put it on the top of a picture, you will see many, many pixels. That's why we have this mega pixels. So pixels, pixels means a dot, and that dot of ink can be either of these four colors it could be cyan magenta black c m y k yellow so these dots depending on how closely they are placed and the thickness of the dots it produces different color combinations innumerable just by these four colors Just like here, right in front of us, we have example that four colors can produce innumerable shades. If you go to a, you know, buy paint, you want to paint the house, the walls. These days, you have innumerable options, different kinds of paints, different color shades. And you have an option of, you know, telling them you can mix, they can mix the colors and right there give you a customized paint. So like four colors can create innumerable shades likewise these three modes sattva guna rajaguna and tamo mixed in different proportions different combinations can bring about different consciousness we talked about 84 lakh yonia 84 lakh species and in that we have 4 lakh as human beings and we talked in our previous session, this four lakh is not based on nationality, based on the family in which we have taken birth, based on our color, creed, caste. No, it's based on our consciousness. If depending on the modes influence, karanam guna sangasya sad asad janma shu karanam guna sangasya guna sanga means association. When the consciousness is influenced by different modes, the soul takes birth in sad asat janma yoni Janma, birth, sad, good birth, birth in animal species, different other species, in human beings also there are four lakh species, gradations, basis that one will get the birth. Karanam guna sangasya sad asat janma yoni so now, this should be clear, just like four colors can produce innumerable shades, these gunas, Sattva guna, Rajo guna, in various combinations, permutation and combination, influencing our consciousness, can bring about various temperaments. Now, Bhagavad Gita briefly gives us the symptom of a person who is predominantly influenced by Sattva Guna. He will be peaceful, he will be calm, he will be enlightened, he will have knowledge. He will have a sense of contentment, satisfaction. These are the symptoms of a person who is predominantly in the mode of Sattva Guna. A person who is predominantly in passion, Rajoguna. He will have intense hankering, passionate, wants to do things, wants to achieve things, wants to show to the world He's greedy, hankering, wanting to achieve more and more, never satisfied. Want to show off, prove that he is great, looks for praise, looks for name, fame. These are the symptoms of a person who is predominantly in passion. And a person who is in ignorance or tamoguna, the symptoms are, he'll be very lazy, very docile. He will be very inert, not feel like doing things. He would like, he would, given a chance, given an opportunity, he would like to sleep for 12 hours. No drive, no initiative, just wants to laze around, watch television, just sleep, just enjoy. So, that's predominantly Tamoguna. Now, these are broadly Sattvoguna, Rajoguna, Tamoguna. Now, various combinations. Somebody could be, just to give an example, just like in color you have CM, YK combination. Somebody could be 70% satvik, 20% rajsik and 10% Tamsik at a given point of time. Morning time, predominantly we are influenced by Sattvoguna. As the days pass, in the noon and post-noon, it is Rajoguna. And post-evening, after sunset, it is Tamoguna which sets in, by and large. Again, there could be somebody engaged in sattvic activity, even in the night time. Or somebody could be doing something very nonsensical, even in the morning time, but by and large. So Krishna says in the Gita that these modes are influencing us and there are always some kind of a competition between the modes. Sometimes the mode of goodness trying to dominate and overpower the other two modes. And likewise sometimes Tamoguna overpowers Sattva Guna and guna. Sometimes we can't, I am sure all of us have experienced, we can't gel with certain people. We generally use the term Uske chemistry match nahi I somehow don't like his company I'm sure every one of us have come across And some people we feel very comfortable with We always like to be with such people And kehte ke, You know chemistry match ho gayi. chemistry match hoti. The chemistry match is I'll give you some insight based on what we are talking now the modes just like if you take acid and take another acid and you mix them there is no reaction they just seamlessly mix you take acid take an alkali alkaline solution alkaline liquid and take another alkaline two alkaline liquids you mix them There is not much of a reaction. If you take an acidic solution and take an alkaline solution and mix them together, there will be a reaction. So likewise, when a person who is predominantly influenced by Satuguna, he comes in the company of a person who is very tamsek, he will feel uncomfortable. There will be reaction, there will be sparks. There will be fights. They will not get along well. Their chemistry will not match. They may not like each other. Imagine a person who likes getting up in the morning. He is predominantly influenced by Sattva Guna. He is very regulated. He is staying in the same room a person who is very dirty. He wants to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, sleeps at 1 o'clock in the night. He is very dirty, gets up, doesn't take bath. He is very... And he doesn't feel anything wrong about it. When I was in the hostel, I had some friends who were very fond of rock music. You know, in music also you have different types of music. You have heavy metal, you have heavy rock, and you have pop, you have various kinds of classical music. Different varieties of Music are there and music lovers are there. So there was a person who was staying in my room in the first year when I joined the hostel and he was from Mumbai and fond of heavy metal. And he and the, again, to add to fire, he was very fond. He wouldn't study. He couldn't study unless that music is on. Imagine a person studying something with heavy metal rock music. It is almost like screaming. And the person can very nicely study the music is on. And for me, it was diametrically opposite. If I have to study, it has to be quiet, it has to be pin drop silence and forget about liking that music. I used to hate that music. And since we have to stay together, definitely over a period of time, we end up into some kind of you know collaboration or some kind of an understanding over a period of time there were some sparks there were some fights if not physical at least verbal fights and later on we reconciled and we worked out something okay you can't play from this time to this time after 9 pm strict no no or when i am out during this time you can play something we worked out and it worked out so just like we have You know, people loving heavy metal, heavy rock, and sometimes people loving classical music. Some people like, you know, disco songs with heavy lights, heavy music, and some people like classical dance. Different kinds of people are there. It's because of the modes influencing. There's a saying, birds of same feather flock together. Prabhupada used to say, you will never find crows and swans together. Generally, you will find crows where there is filth, garbage, there's a dead corpse, something has died. All the crows will you know try to hover around that place and it's a place of pilgrimage for them. If they see a dead corpse rotting, the crows will come and you know try to have a feast out of that dead corpse. Whereas swans who stay in crystal clear water with lotuses and lilies they will never be in company of crows. So, birds of same feather flock together, this is an English saying. So, likewise, people who are in Sattva they will be very comfortable with people with similar mindset, with similar temperament, with similar attitudes, talking the same things. And people who are Tamsik, they will be comfortable with each other. So generally when we become devotees, we elevate from the lower modes to the higher modes, from passion to, you know, sattva guna, and then even we transcend to shuddha sattva. So at times we feel that we are not getting along with our previous friends. The kind of talks, kind of words they are using, the kind of discussions they are having, we are not able to resonate with. So we had a college reunion, I passed out from NIT Kurukshetra and we had a reunion 20 year in about a few years back and I had gone there some friend of mine insisted, I told him see I will not be, I know people will be able to gel with me because again now I am in a different dress, completely different quote unquote uh, <clears throat> work what I am doing compared to what they are into. So anyway he insisted and I went. I met all my previous friends and somehow they were quite accommodative. They knew that I am in ISKCON and I am a full-time missionary a devotee. And many of them spoke to me. But although they were appreciative of what I am doing, but many of them, the kind of language they were using, the kind of discussion they were having, they all were drinking in that party. Somehow, I could not relate with I was odd man out. So this is the reason that how when modes of material nature influence us, we tend to have certain preferences, certain behaviors, certain attitudes, certain likings, and it influences us. If a person is influenced by sattu Guna, he will invariably like to eat fresh fruits, vegetables, salads, not something which is very fried and very you know spicy. Person who is in Rajaguna, he likes spicy food. He likes fast food, he will like fried foods, canned foods, tinned foods. And a person who is in Tamoguna, he will he will enjoy, he will enjoy you know all filthy foods. Decompose. I talked about nafi in Burma. There is a delicacy where all the you know, refuse of the non-veg which is cooked, something which cannot be cooked, cannot be eaten, they put in a jar, it decomposes and then it leaves out some liquid which is strained after some time, after a few months and it is served as a delicacy when they have some festivals and that's called nafi. Obnoxious. But for them it's a delicacy. So Prabhupada said when he went to Burma, so one time devotees had arranged, it was a festival and you know just like in a festival we have feast. So we cooked lot of nice puris, kachoris and halwa and rice and different sabjis offered to the Lord and celebrate the festival. The feast was part of the festival. So devotees had arranged a big festival, a big feast and they were, they were frying puris, puris in pure ghee. And pure ghee, for people, for many people, it is very, very nice, very tasty, and very pleasant in smell. Pure ghee. It so happened that when the devotees were frying the puris in pure ghee, all the neighbours, you know, they started getting agitated, irritated. What this foul smell is coming? They have never smelled something so obnoxious like this. And they some of them even you know, came and said, what is happening? What are you doing? It's smelling so bad. Actually, it was the smell of a ghee. Now, imagine a person who likes nafi, for him, ghee is very obnoxious. For a person who likes the smell of a ghee, nafi is unthinkable. You cannot even go near it. Forget about tasting it or forget about drinking it. So this is the influence of modes, all of us without an exception are being influenced by the modes of material nature and the permutation and combination of these modes influencing us defines our temperament, defines our behavior, defines our attitude at different times of the day, different days of the year and different years of our lifetime. It keeps changing if we are progressive we advance in sattva and our behavior temperament changes so <clears throat> Prabhupada also gives just like sparks of fire when they when they fall off from the fire chaitanya mahaprabhu in Sistashtra says nanda tanuja kin karam patitam mam vishame bhavam badau o oh lord somehow Kin Karam, although I am your servant, I am your part and parcel, but I have fallen into this material world. Vishwame, Vishwame means this material ocean of material existence. Bhavam Buddha, Bhava. Bhavam Budi, the ocean of birth and death. So, we have fallen into this. Now, just like a spark of a fire, if it falls away from that main fire, sparks, you know, sometimes that fire is there, sparks come out of that fire. That sparks can fall on dry grass. Although it has fallen from the main fire, if it falls on the dry grass, there is a good possibility that the dry grass gets ignited and that spark becomes a fire. The same spark can also fall on green grass, normal grass and in due course of time, that spark will get extinguished, loses its potency. The spark, if it falls on water, it will completely get extinguished. So, this dry grass is like Sattva this green grass is like Rajaguna and this water is like Tamaguna. When we are under the influence of Guna, like the dry grass, our original quality can easily get ignited. Original quality of Sat, Chit, Ananda, enlightenment, self realization, understanding who I am can easily be aroused by the right association by some practices by some things which acharyas have recommend if we do those things if we abide by their instructions it's much easier if a person is in rajaguna then it is relatively difficult and in due course of time his fiery qualities his sat chit ananda the knowledge about who is, what's the purpose of life, who God is, what's my relationship with God gets easily doused, finished. And a person in Tamaguna is like the spark falling on water, he completely forgetful of his true identity, he is completely in ignorance. That's why Tamaguna is also called the mode of ignorance. He is ignorant of his true position, he is ignorant of the laws operating in this world, he is ignorant of why there is disparity in this world, what is the purpose of life, what he should be doing, what he should not be doing, what he should be eating, what he should not be eating, completely oblivious of these things. So these are the three modes which is influencing us. Every one of us are under the grip of these modes. Although Sattva Guna is better than Rajaguna and Tamoguna, but still it binds us. The example is given, Sattva guna is compared to a golden chain, Rajaguna guna may be compared to a silver chain and Tamaguna may be to an iron chain. If you see the value of the chains, it is quite different, golden chain is quite valuable. It is very precious compared to an iron chain, but the function of a chain, if the chain is used to bind a person, they all bind the person. If a person is bound by golden chain, he is as bound as a person who is bound by an iron chain. So, in that sense, all these modes, although Sattva Guna is better than Raja Guna and tamoguna, still we are bound, still we are entangled, still we are in this material world, still we are in the clutches of repeated birth and death. So goal of life is not to be in sattva guna and remain there. Sometimes people think sattva guna is ultimate, eat sattvic food, be sattvic, be good natured, be gentle, do not harm others, that is the goal of life, that is success of life, no. That is better than being cruel, that's better than being selfish, that's better than being greedy. But, sattvic life is a springboard, is a stepping stone to move to shuddha sattva. That is, when we are in sattva guna, we can easily associate with devotees. We will be in a position to understand spiritual knowledge. We will be in a position to chant the holy names of the Lord, if we get the mercy of the devotees. And when we do this, then we can transcend the modes, rise above the modes, get liberated, get disentangled, and move to Shuddha Sattva. Mahatmanastu mam Partha Daivim Prakriti Ashrita. These three modes are the material energy. And when we transcend the modes, even cross Sattva Guna, Vishuddha Sattva, pure goodness, then it is. Internal energy, daivim prakriti ashritaha. So who is a Mahatma? Last time we talked about Mahatma. Mahatmas are not people who have, you know, orange, the saffron robes, big beard, dressed like, you know, with a shaven head or matted hairs. No. Mahatmanas are people, those who have transcender mode. They are not only in sattva guna, but they have even crossed that. And they are completely aligned with the Lord completely merged in thinking of the Lord, remembering the Lord, glorifying the Lord, completely purified of all base qualities. So, the first point what we talked about is why different varieties? And we talked about different varieties, different temperaments, different attitudes is because of the modes influencing us. And just like Four primary colors can result in so many shades. Likewise, these three modes influencing us in different permutation and combination can bring about so many varieties. In fact, the gradations are 4 lakh varieties are possible because of the combination of these modes influencing. Not only 4 lakh, in fact, 84 lakh. 4 lakh human beings' consciousness is because of the influence of these modes predominantly influencing the consciousness at different times. So, we will have today Kirtan, uh, we have recorded nice Kirtan for you all today, uh, the devotees, uh, nice uh, singing Kirtan and uh, let us all enthusiastically participate. It is different from what we used to do earlier, earlier we used to have a slideshow show where you, know, you used to watch uh, images of Krishna. So this Kirtan is the live Kirtan which we recently did. Uh, recorded and let us all participate. It is a little longer about 10 to 12 minutes. We will go through this, we will participate in this Kirtan, get enlivened and maybe if some Tamoguna or Rajoguna is influencing us, by participating in Kirtan we can get enlightened, get spiritually charged, momentarily come to Shuddha Sattva and then we will resume our discussion and cover the point number 2 and point number 3. So, now we will start the Kirtan
1: namo
0: vishnu pa
1: i hare krishna hare krishna hare ram hare ram ram hare krishna hare krishna hare 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 ram hare ram ram hare 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 krishna जय गोरा सही गोरा सही गोरा
0: So we got into the Kirtan after finishing our first point. Let's do a quick recap. The first point was why there is so much of variety in this world. All kinds of people with all kinds of temperament, with all kinds of behavior and big disparity. And that's because of the modes influencing us. That invisible strings, The topic for the day is, who is pulling my strings? So there are strings which are pulling us. And the strings, as we talked about, are nothing but the modes of material nature, which is influencing our consciousness. The second point is, what are the symptoms, symptoms of modes? Although we briefly talked about, we will see what Krishna shares with us in the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna says in the 14th chapter, 6th verse, O sinless one, the mode of goodness being purer than the others is illuminating and is, it frees one from sinful reactions. Those situated in that mode become conditioned by a sense of happiness and knowledge. Why it is still binding? Because one thinks that now I am happy. Although we are in this material world which is dukkha ma shashwatam and we are undergoing repeated birth and death, it doesn't really strike us. Or in other words, we are not bothered about this entanglement. We are happy, we are peaceful in present and we are satisfied. So it's also one kind of conditioning, one kind of bondage. Like I talked about golden chain. It may be better than iron chain, but still it's a chain. In the family of Ravana, we had his brother Kumakarna and Vibhishana. If you see in the same family, they were influenced by different modes. Vibhishana was a great devotee of Lord. In fact, he was a very enlightened soul. He had the sense of discrimination. In fact, he warned his brother when he tried kidnapping Sita. He told him that it will lead to your destruction. He could discriminate between right and wrong. In fact, Hanuman also observed the behavior of Vibhishna and was in all praise for the wonderful behavior of Vibhishna. He was a devotee of the Lord. He was predominantly in Guna. He was enlightened, he was in knowledge, he was peaceful, he was contented, which we talked about symptoms of mode of goodness. Now, in the same family, Ravana was very passionate. He built Lanka, Swarna Lanka, made of gold. He wanted to build a staircase to heaven. Why do we have to do tapas, austerities to go to heaven? yagyas, accumulate pious credits. Why not build a staircase? Anyone wants to go to heaven can just go the staircase. Just like these days we have, you know, people want to go into other planets. Yes, you can go to other planets. There is a book written by Srila Prabhupada: Easy Journey to Other Planets. If we have the required qualification required punya we can go to higher planets but present time we want to go by mechanical means by our sheer so called scientific advancement so Ravana was very passionate in fact he had many wives but still he wanted to enjoy Sita he was not satisfied and Sita, who was consort of Lord Ramachandra, kidnapped her and wanted to enjoy. So he was predominantly in passion. And Kumakarna, again brother of Lord Ramachandra, he was predominantly in mode of ignorance. It seems he would sleep for six months at a stretch. There is a story which says that these three brothers did a lot of tapas and Brahma became pleased and came in front of them, manifested and he said, what do you want? So, Ravana said, you know, give me all opulence, prosperity, name, fame, all material desires, fulfillment of such desires. Vibhishna asked for a benediction, let me become a nice devotee of the Lord. Bless me with devotion, bless me with love of God. And Kumukarna, it seems that he actually wanted to be, you know, the heavenly planet, take the position of Indra. And uh, you know, he was looking for, actually, he wanted to ask Indra Asana. Asana means position, and Indra means the position of Krishna. And Nidra became very perturbed. You know somebody is trying to take away his position, his asana. And somehow he begged the Lord and there was an influence of Maya. And while he asked the boon to Brahmaji, instead of asking Indrasana, he said there was a mispronunciation, it was Nidrasana. Nidra means sleep. And before he could correct it, Brahma to Thastu. And he got that benediction he could sleep for six months at a stretch he would get up he would eat food which is good enough for him to digest for next six months and then go to sleep now just see in the same family like i was talking about it is not that in the modes in the same family born in the same conditions different people i already have some questions you know we see in the same family somebody is very Uh, looking forward to practice Krishna conscious principles and somebody is completely against. They don't like it. In fact, they get offended. They say, what are you doing? So, the same family could have people being influenced by different modes. So, Ravana was mode of passion, Kumakarna was ignorance and Vibhishana was in the mode of goodness. Then Krishna in the 14th chapter 7th verse, the next verse says, the mode of passion is born of unlimited desires and longings there is no end to desires it is not that a passionate man he has some goals some aspirations it will get fulfilled and then he'll be satisfied a day will come when he would have achieved so much of wealth and then he will be happy he'll be peaceful he will be satisfied that day will never come because intense hankering is the symptom of mode of passion do you think all these wealthy people they are satisfied they want to multiply They want to increase. They want to, somehow the wealth to grow two times, three times, ten times, fifteen times, gives them a sense of satisfaction and never satisfied. And because of this, the embodied living entity is bound to many fruitive actions. Fruitive actions means you want to act and enjoy the fruits of your work. So that's passion. The mode of passion is characterized by intense attraction between man and woman. Women has attraction for man and man has attraction for women. We will be unable to control our senses, we will be unable to control our sensual urges, urges of mind, innumerable desires. This is called the mode of passion. And when the mode of passion is increased, one develops the hankering for material enjoyment. He wants to enjoy sense gratification. His senses start dictating him. The urges of senses become very prominent. In fact, he does not even have knowledge that there is something wrong with gratifying the senses unlimitedly. He thinks that's the goal of life. For a person in passion, he thinks the goal of life is eat, drink, be merry, enjoy life. Where is next life? Who has seen next life? Let me enjoy life. Even if someone were to say, you know, I was talking to one person and I said, if we lead our lives sinfully, recklessly, quite possible next life we can get an animal form of life. We can become a dog. So The person said, what's wrong? I will enjoy the life of a dog. Variety is mother of enjoyment. Okay, this life I've got a human body, next life I will enjoy like a dog. What's wrong? You can wake a person who is sleeping, but you can't wake up a person who is pretending to sleep. So there are people who are influenced by Tamoguna, Rajoguna, even if you have the right instructions, but it will not hit them. It will not they will not resonate with those instructions. Then Krishna in the eighth verse, the same chapter, 14th chapter says, O son of Bharata, know that mode of darkness born of ignorance. What is the birth of this mode of darkness? It is coming from Agyana. Agyan means ignorance of our true self. Is delusion of all embodied living beings. It leads to delusion, complete forgetfulness of our real self-interest, who we are, what is the purpose of life. The result of this mode is madness, indolence and sleep which binds the conditioned soul. One time there was a king who sent words that there was some kind of a competition that Let's call all the lazy men in the kingdom. Let's call all of them. Make nice, wonderful arrangements. And let's give some special prizes to people who are the most lazy. The whole idea was to identify people who are lazy. Nobody wants people in their kingdom, in their jurisdiction to be lazy. So they wanted to identify. And the king said... We will get together all the lazy people, so can we can identify and the person who is the most lazy, most lazy, we will give him an award. You know, just like you know the competitions, although we know we should be regulated in eating, there are competitions in which the people who eat the most, 25 samosas, 30 samosas, we had a competition in our college. It was about how much you can eat, I have seen people eating 35-40 rasgullas at a stretch. God knows what happened to them next day morning, but I have seen people eating just for the sake of competition. So they got all these lazy people and assembled them together, a nice tent was built. And just to test that these people are really genuinely lazy or they are acting out just because there is a competition. So the tent was night when they were sleeping, all the lazy people who apparently claim that they are lazy, they are first class lazy, they were put in a tent, they were lying, they were sleeping and night time somebody went and put a fire, ignited that tent. The tent was put on fire and all the people got up and you know so called lazy people, many of them because life is dear to everyone, they got up and started running. Two brothers, super excellent in being lazy, they kept on sleeping. One of the brothers told his brother, looks like there is some heat, some, both again lying, sleeping, didn't open the eyes. They said some kind of heat coming from the back. So the other person, the other brother said, Chupre, to soja, the sun must have risen. You know, just sometimes when people are woken up in the morning, the sun has risen, he says, no. And they again turn back and, you know, get into the bed and keep on sleeping. So the other brother said, Chupre, don't you know the sun might have risen? Why are you making a big issue out of it? And both of them believed that actually the heat is because of the sun, again went back to sleep. And actually, they were burnt in that fire. So, there are people who are so lazy, although people try different means to make them work, to get them inspired, get them motivated, get them charged, get them enthused. It doesn't work because a mode of tamoguna is influencing them. They are deep in tamoguna. At times, people get into depression. It also could be because of the influence of tamoguna, And at times people are helpless. They can't. Days together sitting in one place. No, no desire to do anything. Lost sense of purpose. Again depression could be for various reasons. There could be clinical depression. There could be depression because of some sudden shock or sudden incident in life which could be very unpalatable but there could be also people in a very depressed state of mind because of predominance of tamoguna. So the second point we talked about the symptoms of the modes. We have example of Ravana, we have example of Vibhishana, we have example of Kumbhakarna. They all were predominantly influenced by different modes hence behave differently. Kumkarna kept on sleeping. Ravana was very passionate. Although he built Lanka made of gold with all prosperity, with all riches, with all comforts, having so many wives, so many women around him for him to enjoy, still he was hell-bent on kidnapping Sita and enjoying her. Although knowing that she is wife of another, none other than Lord Ramachandra. And we had Vibhishana who... Being enlightened, he could foresee that you know what Ravana was doing was wrong. In fact, he told that what you're doing is will lead to your rination, but he did not heed to the advice. In fact, when we are in Tamoguna and Rajaguna, even if good advice is given to a person, it doesn't it doesn't he doesn't take that advice. He is disqualified to even take that advice. And that's why many times people ask, you know, my my family members, I am asking them to chant, but they are not chanting. I am asking them to follow the principles, but they are not, because they are in a different modes. So that's why we have to avoid two extremes. We have to avoid one extreme that we just, okay, they are in Tamuna, let them be in Tamuna. So we, as a matter of duty, try to tell them, but beyond a point, we cannot force, because the modes are very, very powerful. Prakrite Kriyamani Gunai Karmani These gunas are actually forcing us to behave in certain way, act in certain way. Gunai Karmani Ahankara foolish person, thinks that I am doing. Actually, we are helplessly acting under the influence of more. Just like the magnetic needle gets aligned according to the field. The the needle thinks that I am aligning myself, no, it is aligning according to the field which it is placed in. So the third point is, devotees can help me in live chat, the second point we covered just the heading and while the devotees are typing I will move on to the discussion on third point. The third point is getting free. We talked about these are the strings which are pulling us, which are making us act in certain ways, at times much against our wish. These are invisible to us, but they are very tangible force which is acting on us. It is a very tangible force. It is not a myth. It is not some kind of imagination. It is a very tangible thing which is influencing us. So how to get free? How to elevate from Tamoguna to Rajoguna to Sattva Guna and Shuddha Sattva? What is the way out? The answer is given, just like when a person is fallen in the Atlantic Ocean, ship has capsized deep ocean, miles and miles, thousands of miles. And a person is the ship has capsized. He's in the ocean, is being tossed by the waves. Do you think the person, if he is an expert swimmer, he can himself come out of that ocean safely? Can he swim across to the shore? You know, Atlantic Ocean. At times, when the flight, you know, it takes few hours, seven hours, six hours. The flight moving at 850-900 miles per hour takes 7-8 hours to cross an ocean, if you go from Europe to America. So that Atlantic Ocean, imagine somebody is in the middle of that ocean and the ship has capsized, he is drowning but he is an expert swimmer, being tossed by waves, can that person on his own strength actually come out? Difficult. So Krishna in the Gita says This divine energy of mind Which divine energy? Maya Maya which is influencing us through the modes Maya which is entangling us Which is binding us Through the influence of modes Prakrate Kriyamanani Gunai Karmani Sarvasha These gunas are the ones which are Making us act Sarvasha ahankara Vimoodatma Kartahamiti Manyate A person thinks that I am doer, I am free to act These are my desires And this Prakriti Krishna says Mayadhyakshena Prakriti Suyate sacharaj. Under my direction this Prakriti is working So this Maya Shakti is also Krishna's energy. We wanted to forget the Lord. There is Shakti acting on us which enables us to forget the Lord. We wanted to be an enjoyer independent of Krishna. There is a Shakti which acts on us to facilitate. Okay, you want to enjoy? Enjoy. Try your best to fulfill your desires. Krishna says, Deviyesha Gunamahi Mama Maya, Duratya. It's very difficult to cross. Just like I gave example, Atlantic Ocean. You cannot cross just because you have an expert swimmer, just because you know a few things, just because you are smart, just because you have good analytical skills, just because you are quite educated, you've done MBA from a very prestigious, and you are very sharp and intelligent. You cannot cross the influence of Maya. Bill Clinton, when he was President of United States of America, living in White House, all power, all position, all fame, still Maya, the clutches of Maya, he was not free from that. So, Devi Esha Gunamai, Mama Maya, Dhuratya, Dhuratya Krishna, it's very, very difficult to come out, to surmount the influence of the modes, Maya. This Material world is also called Durg, and In charge, superintendent of this prison house, material existence is Durga Devi. Durga means also a fort, just like in a fort, if a person is kept captive in a fort, huge walls, thick, few feet, few meters thick for a person to escape from that fort if it is heavily guarded, it is very difficult. So, likewise this material world is compared to a Durga fort and Durga Devi is in charge of so called conditioned soul who have come in this material world to enjoy independent of the Lord. Durga Devi has ten hands, they represent the ten directions north east south west the four corners northeast northwest southeast southwest up and down 10 directions maya is watching us keeping guard of us imagine in a room there are 10 cameras eight direct 10 directions can a person escape sometimes you have camera in one corner you can go to one side of the room and you can probably escape getting being filmed by that camera so, Durga Devi, we are in this material world, clutches of maya is very powerful. So, what the Lord has done is the Lord, out of his magnanimity, out of his kindness, he has personally advented different avatars. He has also sent his representatives, avatar like the deity, Achyavatar, it is pure goodness, Shuddha Sattva, Lord Himself. We can come in front of the deity, have darshan of the deity, serve the deity, fall at the lotus feet of the deity, and get purified, rise above the modes, and we can move to Shuddha Sattva and get freed from all this bondage and entanglement. Last time we talked about Mahatseva. When we serve, the representatives of the Lord, potent devotees of the Lord, we get their mercy, we get their kripa, we get their blessings and by their blessings we can transcend the modes of material nature. The Lord has advented in the form of Harir Nama, Harir Nama, Harir nama Eva Kevalam. In this Kaliuga, the Lord has descended Navatara, Nama Prabhu. He descends and just by uttering the names we associate with the Lord, we touch the Lord and all the Nashta, Praeshu, Abhadreshu, all the dirty things. The Lord has manifested literary incarnation in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. Nashta, Praeshu, Abhadreshu, Nityam Bhagavata, Sevaya. When we hear the Bhagavatam, all the dirty things which are there in the heart, Rajoguna, Tamoguna, Rajas tamo bhava, kama lobha, dahes chaye, tada rajas tamo bhava, rajas and tamo guna, kama lobha, jayaste tete, which is which is piercing our heart, stitam satve prasidati, and one can be situated in pure goodness. So these all are potent incarnations of the Lord, the shimad bhagavatam, bhagavad gita, the devotees of the Lord, The holy name of the lord archavatara lord personally descending in various incarnations expansions pure devotees pure acharyas when we associate when we contact when we touch such pure forms through oral reception through our sense perception we get purified so these are very wonderful otherwise there is no hope is a Dense, dark, dungeon of ignorance. Imagine a dark cave, a person is there and it's completely locked up, completely closed. What's the hope for a person to come out? So Lord out of his mercy comes and gives us an opportunity to associate with him. If you surrender to me, Mam Eva Yepadyante Mayam etam Tarantite, I'll free you from this illusion. sarva Paritya parityajya Mam Ekam Sharanam Raja. Aham Tom Sarva Papebhyo shami Ma Sucha, do not fear. And this Bhagavad Gita is not some some wise man has you know sat together and given his jn, given his opinion. It is spoken by none other than Lord Krishna himself since ages. In fact, Krishna says, I spoke this knowledge to sun god Vivaswan, And 5000 years back, it was re-spoken to Arjuna. So, it's an eternal knowledge, sanatana dharma. So, the third point is, getting free. We should know how to get free. And the easiest way is the potent forms of the Lord. The Lord's incarnation, the holy name, archavatara, different Devotees of the Lord, representatives of the Lord, great Acharyas, Mahajanas, our scriptures, Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam. When we associate with such divine manifestations, we can also become divine. We can also become, we can rise from the lower modes to Shuddha Sattva. So we will stop here. If you, till we take up some questions, I request all the devotees to type out all the three points we covered. Starting with why so many varieties, the second and third point, all together one, two, three uh, in the live chat. And in the meantime, I'll take up some questions and we can. So the question is First question is from Lakshmi Kant. As you said, seeing is not the very important. So, what do you mean by Tattva darsi? Can a pure devotee see Lord Krishna, transmigration of soul? A pure devotee of Lord is Tattva darsi. He can see the truth. He can see the reality. He, his vision is not blurred like us. And because he can see God, he can see the reality. When we serve such a pure devotee of the Lord, he can also impart that knowledge to us because he himself has seen the truth. This question is from Vinith. I am firm in maintaining Krishna consciousness, but even I have to maintain my friend and family circle. Can you please help me out? Yes, as I mentioned, birds of same feather flock together. When we come to Krishna consciousness, we will lose some friends. But the good point is, we can also develop new friendship with like-minded people. Now you see all the people gathered here attending these classes are in one sense like-minded. So there are various groups in Facebook and Instagram, devotees interact. See if you can have some more friendships. And then you can interact with them, there is possibility to interact online, there is possibility of a friend circle within the same community where you are staying. So try your best, you may lose some friends, you can find new friends also. This question is from Monica, Madeshia. My maternal side like my mother, father, sister and brother don't like to worship Krishna and don't like when we worship and my in-laws like our Krishna consciousness. If you are in touch with some devotee, you can please share the ground reality and I am sure the devil is in the details. If they understand the ground reality, they can probably guide you better as to what you can do. In fact, we have to be a little intelligent. We should not be fanatical. We should know that everyone will not be like-minded. We cannot force our faith. Our beliefs upon others you cannot force a crow to be like a swan you cannot force a swan to be like a crow and eat some dead cops having said that let us see what we can do best in the situation you are in by taking some practical guidance from the devotees you are in touch with I can also share some things but A lot depends on the ground reality. You can discuss in detail and see if you can get some guidance. This question is from Sanjay Shivastava: How to manage with a starkly opposite nature life partner? We all are placed in favorable and unfavorable situation as I discussed in our previous class. uh, Because of our actions in the past. Just like... Somebody is given 5 year imprisonment, somebody is given 10 year imprisonment, somebody is given lifetime imprisonment and somebody is executed because they all have done crime but to a different degree. Now having placed in a circumstances which may not be very favourable, let's, let's make the best use of the bad bargain. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says sthane wherever you are, whatever situation you are, now start, start remembering the Lord, start serving the Lord, start chanting the names of the Lord. And the Lord will intervene and slowly start ushering in all good, goodness and auspiciousness in your life. So Lord is all powerful. When a person is, is given a punishment even by the Supreme Court, there is something called as mercy petition. The President of India can let go that person. So same way, the Lord is all-powerful no matter what condition we may be in. If we approach the Lord, beg forgiveness and beg for his mercy, he can release us from such unfavorable situations also. This question is from Deepti Mehta. Since our nature keeps changing, how can we decide or determine our true nature? Our nature under the influence of modes keeps changing, but our true nature is that we are eternal servant of God. Our eternal nature does not change. But that eternal nature under the influence of the gunas keeps changing and as I shared with you, we have to rise above the modes and be situated in Shuddha Sattva, then our true nature that we are eternal servant of Krishna, God will come about. That nature will not change. This question is from Poonam Garg, I have a 12 year old grandson, he never eats Prasad, it hurts me Prabhuji. Yes, there can be a situation, just like Prahlad Maharaj, his father was a demon. He did not want his son Prahlad to think of Vishnu. In fact, he was very much, where is your lord? He challenged, is the lord in in this pillar? So, we have all kinds of people, some people who are very demoniac in nature, atheistic in temperament, and some people are very God conscious. So, we do not force someone to do something beyond a point. Now, your grandson is not eating prasadam, you can offer it. Beyond a point, do not force. Even Prabhupada, his wife, although Prabhupada enlightened lakhs and millions of people all over the world, his wife was completely a different person. She was drinking tea, coffee and completely oblivious of what Prabhupada was doing, not at all in resonance. This question is from shrishti Gupta. What inspires a person to have certain guna tendency? Is it by birth, family, upbringing or company? Actually it is not by birth. It is not the family because as I told Humbakarna, Ravana, they were in the same family. It is our karmas in the past and also the association we keep. Sangat, Sanjayate, Kama. If we associate with a person who is in Shuddha Sattva, we will also develop that. If we associate predominantly with a person who is drinking, womanizing, all bad qualities, there is a good possibility that those qualities also will start manifesting in our behavior. So, it is not by birth, it is not that a son of a brahmana will be a brahmana, although the environment may be conducive, just like Hiranyakashipu was a demon, but his son was a great devotee of the Lord. So, it is the company, it is the kind of association whom you associate with, the kind of food you eat, all these things also determine the kind of behavior or the gunas which will influence us. This question is from Kamal Jyoti Talukdar. Does guna come with birth? Can Guna be changed by own endeavor? As I mentioned, it does not. Yes, to some extent, our purva karmas have an influence, but yes, it can be changed by our endeavor. As I mentioned, tada bhava, kama loba de chete ete anavidam, stitam satve prasidati when we associate with the devotees when we chant the holy names of the lord when we when we hear bhagavatam then all the abhadras all the dirty things all the lower modes will slowly start getting dismantled this question is from ram sampat kumar how can you change a person in the mode of passion for worldly things and bring him to sattva guna as i said by taking help of the merciful incarnations of the Lord. Lord has incarnated in the form of holy name, in the form of the wonderful scriptures, in the form of divine personalities, in the form of wonderful devotees. By associating with them, we can come out of the lower modes. This question is from Ashwin Srinivasan. Was Kumkarna also a devotee of the Lord as he also warned his brother, Ravana and Rama is divine and Lord Himself. So why can't he surrender? Was he mixed mode, predominantly? Although in tamoguna, it was not Kumukarna who advised. It was Vibhishana. Vibhishana was a brother of Ravana, but he was predominantly influenced by Satvaguna. So therefore, he could see that what Ravana was doing was wrong, and he even advised his brother. But unfortunately, because he was very passionate, he could not heed to the advice given by Vibhishana. This question is from Chanchal Saha. If a Tamsik person commits a crime, does that because of mode of ignorance, then why that person is punished in hell? What is his own fault? It's a good question. A person who is in Tamoguna, he has committed sin, and I am saying that a person is influenced and that modes are forcing him to uh, do the things. So why a person should be punished? It's just like saying... I killed a person using the gun, why I am being punished, the gun should be punished. It's a fact, the gun killed the person. I did not kill, the bullet killed the person. But why I am being punished? Take the the gun to the prison house and put it in a prison because actually the gun is the one, the trigger and the bullet in the gun, that's one which did the damage. But the person is holding the gun, he is responsible. So, likewise, we may be under the influence of the modes, but actually, we have invited those lower modes by our sinful deeds. We have acted wrongly, because of which the modes have started influencing on us, and we have now helplessly acting under the influence of modes. So, we are responsible. Although we are helplessly acting under the influence of the modes, but we are responsible because, because of our not following the instruction, doing wrong deeds, acting in sinful ways, we have attracted lower modes. We have got entangled, we have got imprisoned. And it is a spiral. Because of our sinful deeds, we attract lower modes. Because of lower modes, we engage in more sinful deeds. Because of association of good people, saintly people, we come out of the modes. Because we come out of the modes, we have more inclination to associate with, wonderful devotees. So, we should pray to the Lord to come in the positive spiral. Otherwise, it is a very, very dangerous situation. We are already in the lower modes and the lower modes force us to get even more entangled, more implicated in this material world. This question is from Chaitanya Lassya. If we have a goal to achieve, that is also Rajaguna or what? The question is, if we have a goal, if we have an aspiration, if we have a desire to do something, is it wrong? Is it passionate? Is it Rajabuna? The answer is no. Even devotees have a lot of aspirations. Even devotees have goals. We are not, you know, kuch bhi ho jaye, chalta hai. Devotees are not lazy. They also have goals. They also have aspirations. They also have desires. But their aspirations are pure. Their desires are pure. The desires are not for fulfilling the desires, the demands, urges of their senses. Their desires, their aspirations is fulfilling the desires of the previous Acharyas. Fulfilling the desires of the Lord. Prabhupada wants his books to be distributed. Devotees also have an aspiration. I should double the distribution. I should increase the distribution. Prabhupada wanted grand temples to be built so that more and more people can get this knowledge. So, devotees have an aspiration to build huge temples so that more and more people can come and get benefit from this knowledge. Prabhupada wanted devotees to distribute prasadam en masse, large scale. So, devotees have that aspiration. How to increase it? So, nothing wrong in having desires, nothing wrong in having aspirations but it should be pure desires. If we have wrong desires, wrong aspirations, material desires, material aspirations, material goals for name, fame, personal selfish agenda, then definitely such desires will lead to our entanglement. This question is from Tripti Chakravarti. Is free will also under the modes of nature? If yes, how? If not, how can we help us transcend these modes? Yes, our free will also gets influenced by the modes. If I have given the example of a cow tied to a pole, the cow can be tied to a pole with the length of the rope 2 meters or 5 meters or 10 meters. Now depending on the length of the rope, the cow is free to move within the radius of that length of the rope. If it is 2 meters, it is free to move in 2 meters. Beyond the point if the, the free will of the cow will be choked, it cannot go beyond 2 meters if the rope is 2 meters in length. If it is 5 meters, the cow can exercise free will till 5 meters, beyond a point it cannot go. So we have a free will, we have a choice but that free will gets restricted based on the modes influencing us. Many people say, I want to come to the temple, I want to hear every time I make a plan, but somehow it doesn't happen. The free will is getting influenced by the lower modes. So, when we pray to the Lord, beg the Lord, beg for release, take advantage of instructions of the Lord and beg for their mercy, kripa, we will get slowly released from the influence of lower modes. And our good fortune, all auspiciousness will come about in our lives. That is what Bhagavad Gita is saying. That's what Bhagavatam is saying. So we will stop here. Thank you very much for joining us today.